0: Today we talk about the Japanese art of social. As a matter of fact, Indians and the Japanese have always been coming up with the idea. The only difference being that while the Indians have not put it in a formal form, the Japanese formalize this and the term Soshan basically is universal. It is to having a beginner's mind, an open mind and cultivating a beginner's mind helps us rediscover the joys of learning. It's very easy for mind to become close to the new ideas and once the mind is close to the new ideas, then there's an the end of learning. It always happens that the more you know about a subject, the more likely you are to close your mind to the further learning. As a Zen monk, Suzuki put in his book, Zen Mind, Beginner's Mind. In the beginner's mind, there are many possibilities, but in the experts, there are few. There are many historical examples which prove this. In 1912, for instance, the German geophysist and explorer, Alfred Wegener, proposed and that was not as per the perceived wisdom of the day and he said that the earth is made up of shifting continental plates. He was ridiculed by the expert geologists around the world. His German compatriots called his statement delirious raving and USA scientists said that he is peddling in science. Decades later, the order, orthodox ideas were overturned and the accuracy of his ideas was acknowledged. The similar studies. The Spanish neuroscientist Santiago Ramón's harsh decree that the adult humans are unable to grow new neurons persisted for decades in the face of mounting contradictory evidence. Merely having a university degree in a subject can lead people to grossly overestimate their knowledge. In one pertinent study in 2015 in Yale, the graduates were asked to estimate their knowledge of various subjects and tested their actual ability. And it was seen that the participants practically always overestimate their level of understanding and they understood, thought, believed that their level of understanding was the peak of knowledge at that time. That's unfortunate. Just as Suzuki wrote and as historical anecdotes demonstrate, feeling like an expert breeds cold, closed-mindedness. There was another study involved giving people the impression that they were relatively experts on a subject. And it was done by giving them inflated scores on a test of political knowledge, which led them to believe that the ideas of others were not acceptable, and this is called the earned dogmatism effect. Simple, look at the GM foods, genetically modified foods. The evidence till today shows there is no danger in them and yet majority of the people do not regard them to be safe. They believe what they have always believed and that is because of the dogmatized learning. Approaching issues with a beginner's mind are a healthy dose of intellectual humility can counter the disadvantages of intellectual hubris. The people who are intellectually humble actually know more, presumably because they are more receptive. Similarly, being intellectually humble is always associated with open-mindedness and a great willingness to be receptive to the other people's perspectives. Arguably, just the tonic that of a political February society needs today. So fostering your own beginner's mind will help you become more knowledgeable, less extra overconfident and willing to engage with others. That doesn't mean you should not have confidence but you should always be willing to learn and understand the point of view of others. By practicing being flexible rather than dogmatic will make you more empathetic and sensitive to the other people's perspective and needs, and make you a better human being, better brother, better sister, better father, better mother, better partner, better friend, and a better human being. So the most important first step is to establish a realistic sense of your own knowledge. Understanding our your knowledge is different from overestimating your understanding of the subject, and especially so in the details of the political policies, a phenomenon called illusion of explanatory death. And there is a very simple way to address this form. That is to make effort to explain a relevant issue or topic to yourself or someone in detail, either speaking out loud or in writing. This exercise makes the gaps in your knowledge apparent and the burst of the illusion of expertise is realized as a mere burst. If this sounds impractical, you can try a shortened version. And this was experimented in 2016 by psychologists in Washington and Lee University. the same beneficial effect can be achieved by simply by adding a few seconds reflecting on your ability to explain a given situation or a given issue to a real expert on a step by step casual manner with no gaps in the story. The biggest hurdle to being an open minded person is that we are naturally inclined to seek out information that supports our current views. This is what I call confirmation bias. We want only to learn things which we believe. We want only to read that history, that evidence, which is doesn't confront us, but confirms us. And this process has to be stopped. And to combat confirmation bias, be aware that you suffer from it. Constantly remind yourself that it exists and take effective steps to oppose it. If that is done, you would understand that the people who are really interested in properly assessing how much they know, would work harder in recruiting and weighing evidence. Normally we don't recruit evidence, we don't weigh it, we don't condemn it, we don't balance it and that's why the lopsided approach and the closed minds. The extra effort is likely to be little away unless you recruit contradictory reasons. Whatever ideas you have, try to find evidence which poses it, which criticizes it, which goes against it. The way you think about intelligence and expertise is relevant to being more than open-minded. It is going to enable you to have growth mindset theory. And that growth mindset is what is required. So if you see aptitudes as malleable rather than as fixed, you are able to learn better. And that's what's to be done. People who have more intellectual, humble attitude tend to have a growth mindset towards intelligence. That makes sense. If you take the view that intelligence is something you are either blessed with or not, then acknowledging the gaps in your knowledge and wisdom might be threatening. But if you see intelligence as something to be developed, then finding holes in your knowledge is not threatening, instead it's exciting. It is presenting you with a new opportunities for learning. Intellectual humility can be temporarily enhanced, but if you keep on working it, it becomes a part of your thought process, your mental process. And one thing more, you can increase your intellectual humility very simply. Remember you are a child. You are excited by everything. The sense of the wonder, the sense of awe, permeated everything. You would go out and heard the chirping of sparrows and then the cooing of a nightingale. You would like to understand the difference in the two. You saw a rainbow and your heart leapt up like words were, at the sight of the rainbow. You saw clouds coming in the shapes of the animals. You perceived those shapes where your parents could not see it. Like, unfortunately, this emotion of awe, this emotion of wonder is more on those who have heard the fairy tales, which you have not. Or if you have heard them, you have forgotten them. The sense of awe is overwhelmed by prosaic living, closed minds. So, epistemological openness, there is a great willingness to look at things differently and to recognize the gaps in the knowledge. When you have a sense of why, how, these add to the sense of awe and wonderment and then they make you capable of having an open mind. The emotion seems to reduce people's need to sacrifice their inbuilt bias. You don't have to be satisfied by closed arguments. If you are impacted by the closed arguments, then you can't grow. As a matter of fact, once you are aware of the gaps in the knowledge and take a keener interest in the issues, you would know what Albert Einstein had written. One who never experiences or ceases to discover. And the discovery can be in science, it can be in nature, it can be in yourself, it can be in any field of knowledge, but you have got to discover. And for discovery, it's important to have an experience of oh, wonder, great. So, how do we do it? There are eight ways you can enhance your open-mindedness. You can develop this art of social. First is, explain a theory of idea to yourself or to someone else. Overconfidence in your own knowledge fuels closed-mindedness by explaining an idea or argument to someone else, you will get a more realistic view, a contradictory view and you would be able to evaluate what you know and what you don't know, what's the missing, where are the gaps which you have to fulfill. Secondly, argue with yourself It's an essential part of human psychology that we are inclined to seek knowledge and information that is consistent with our current views. This is confirmation bias. Get over that. Deliberately counteract it by debating with yourself. Be a good cop and a bad cop in yourself. Counteract whatever you are thinking to be right by debating with yourself. Look for an evidence and argument that challenges your current perspective and you would find you be a better man. Recognize the third thing that intelligence is not fixed but is a sum total Achieved through the pursuit of knowledge. It is accrual. It is not something static. It keeps on adding. If you believe in a malleability of intellect, then you are having a growth mindset. By contrast, the people who are essentially either smart, are ignorant by nature, have a fixed mindset. So have a growth mindset, not a static mindset. And you know, I always say, standing waters technique. And that stagnation is something really, really horrible. By periodically reminding yourself that expertise is something that accrues through both study and effort, you will develop a growth mindset. And that will enable you to be more open-minded and you are practicing the art of social. Third, look at the stars. Gaze at the night sky. Take a walk in the nature. Listen to the beautiful chirping of the birds, sound of the waves, sound of the storms, any activity that invokes in you the emotion of awe, any activity that makes you wonder the enormity of the beauty of the world will increase your feeling of humility and inspire open perspective. Fasting Shoshan is not a purely individual behavior, behavior. is an important social, interpersonal dimension. You cannot develop open behavior by yourself. So in an environment in which you feel respected and safe, this fear of being discovered as an ignorant is let down because people understand it and you should be willing to expose your faults, your Deficiencies so that the empathy of others enables you to get over that. And that will help you. You can never study or become intellectually humble in a vacuum. Your relationship can shape how defensive you are about your knowledge and belief. To be more open-minded, it helps to be loved and respected. And one last thing. We have to bear in mind is that intellectual humility, having a social, is more a state of mind than is a state. It's not a characteristic. It's not a habit. It's a might state of mind. It varies with individuals. It changes from situation to situation. It varies between people as a more stable aspect of personality. The pursuit of humility, the pursuit of open-mindedness, is an ongoing concern, not a goal that you can ever take off completely. You can never read the end. It's a persistent growth for further growth, because growth is a continuous process. Put differently, don't forget to be humble about your intellectual humility. Learn, learn, learn. Keep your mind open. Let it like a sponge absorb things. And then, of course, if you have to too much, Declutter the useless thing and absorb more. Declutter more and absorb more. It's a continuous process. But the art of social is something that sets you apart as a human being. Don't ever forget it. Thank you.